NFR Extra follows all your favorite cowboys, interviews legends of rodeo, and talks to the best of country music. Follow Nevada Caldwell, Ryland Bentley, and Steve Godert every week as they delve deep into the stories behind the road to gold in Vegas at the National Finals Rodeo. It's revealing, comedic, and sometimes emotional. Find it on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. NFR Extra. All dirt, all rodeo, all year. Like Australia, you guys have got some no-joke reptiles over there. Yeah, I mean, uh, hell, when we were kids, every time you leave that, when we were little kids, leaving the front door, going outside to mess about, it's a broken record that Janine Finlay is like, watch for snakes, watch for snakes. You know, you're always looking, even as kids, you always keep scanning your eyes on the ground looking for a snake. Them, these snakes back home, they uh, they don't they don't rattle at you when they're, when they're sitting underneath mm. you, though. Uh. <laughs> They'll kind of rear up to you and follow you around a little bit. Oh, God, no. No way. No, thank you. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Definitely done. Fighting bull all day long. NFR Extra, episode 94. Australian PRCA cowboy, saddle bronc rider, Jake Finley, joins NFR Extra to share his experience winning the College National Finals Rodeo, training with the Epbowers, the difference from rodeoing in Australia to the U.S., and traveling with the Tom Brady of rodeo, Chet Johnson. The watch out for snakes. Yeah, I forget, man. Australia, dude. Like, that, that, that is like the land of snakes. Holy and like the deadliest crap. snakes in the world are from yeah. Australia. Bugs, everything. I mean, they got... Everything. You guys ever watch Modern Family? Yeah. Yeah. Where they went to Australia and Phil was yeah. like, he's like, is it true that kangaroos are born without? He's like, yes, you answered your own question correct again. <laughs> Can we go back to this whole snake conversation, though? Like a fighting bull is not that scary. Yeah, I'm all about getting with a bull, dude. The snakes rise it. up and chase you. They, and they rise don't up rattle. and chase you. They don't rattle. At least you hear. And they're big. Running. And it's not like, oh, that's a little snake. It's like, that's a deadly snake. Yeah, you can move. Well, don't they have like the vinegaroons or something like that? Like the giant spider scorpion crossing? Yeah. Oh, yes. They got, dude, Australia has the worst crazy, not worst. They have just bizarro Craziest. banana animals, bugs. Let's do a recap really quick. All right. The yeah. air is not safe because it's filled with bugs. The ground isn't safe because it's filled with snakes, scorpions, and spiders. And the ocean isn't safe because, I mean, amongst other things, it's sharks a, a great white shark capital huge. of the yeah. world. Not only sharks, but jellyfish, too, right there in the yeah. the reef. What is it I, called? I'm not going. Great Barrier Reef, it's called. Oh, there you go. Wow. I thought it was something much more yeah. exciting than that. But, but I mean, like, Brian, I'm not sure you may would see on YouTube, but, like, back when you were a little, little baby, Steve Irwin, who had a show, oh. Oh, he would go everywhere in, in Australia and there I mean like he ran into us on that show they would run into a snake almost like every episode like for sure and he'd grab it you know like just and pick it up and I don't like, like it that thing would kill you dude you're just that was also a major influence on one of Flint Rasmussen's uh, great uh, flank snake uh, oh yeah, yeah 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 that is true <laughs> you are right there but look at Irwin man no, nothing against the late great Steve Irwin but got killed by a stingray I mean that's right. how he went out with yeah, a stingray in the ocean yeah dude like right to the chest see but i'm a like i this may sound super weird but like i don't like the ocean in the sense of what? i go to the ocean and i walk on the beach and i love the beach and i love to go 
less than knee deep in water because there are so many things in the ocean, whether it's a jellyfish that comes up on shore, stingray, sharks, fish, you know, have a problem with those fish. So I'm out. Ocean is not, not for me. I yeah, love the ocean. But to swim going, in it? Going yes. in it though? No, no. See? Well, you don't? I love swimming in it. NV, bro, you got to be safe. Here's see? the thing. Yeah. I'm a firm believer. If you can't see the bottom of the water, there is at least a shark, if not an alligator in there. I don't care yeah. if it's a, if you can't see the bottom of the bathtub, be careful. But, so now think about, wait, let's, yeah, let's yeah. transfer because Steve and I are thinking California beaches right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. Is let's think about nerdy. Florida. Let's think about Florida beaches where you also have gators. Like that's well, a real problem. You have gators that are going to eat you on shore and then you have sharks in the ocean. Hold on, man. You guys I, are cowboys. Wait, this is what, no. I, now we're all separating me from you two. It's like, what's crazy is you guys ride horses, which to me could be dangerous at any time or messing with something that anywhere in that wildlife in the ranch world, I would get hurt just because I'm just... I'm Mr. City Boy, but dude, ocean? Oh, man. Come on, man. Agreed. We're going to sit in the Agreed. arena with, we're going to sit in this arena with a bull before either of us are in the swimming area where you need to be able to paddle to catch a wave yeah. to surf. Oh, yeah. um, dude, all about the, I get it, Envy, but the horse thing, yeah. I've only had one horse that I was afraid of eating me to death and killing me, and I got rid of him. But yeah. I mean, there's stuff that, like, and you can't breathe underwater. There's just factual information that you have to look it's at. True. <laughs> there's a lot of things that just, that, I mean, if Steve God wanted you to facts. be underwater, <laughs> like the, I'm not doing it. In the water. Well, and then sharks yeah. <laughs> can mistake you as a seal if you're on like the boogie board or whatever. Uh, like you, who, probably not. You like maybe a little baby seal. Me for sure. They're like, hey man, yeah. guys, we got a walrus here. It's equivalent to like a jogger running into a bear out in the woods. Is like, dude, either way, like there's you're done. Like, no, you know because the water, like you can't get away. Like I feel like if I oh. run into a bear, like they say act big or whatever like you can run you can do you're dead brian you're dead in water you're just you're dead either way either or one of those animals they're eating you i mean it's your but i just feel like you're more prepared if you run into a bear you could have bear spray or something like i don't know so you could spray it so you could spray it in your own eyes so you don't see your own death (laughs) exactly but if you encounter a shark what do you do there's no stop drop and roll there's no pretend you hit it on the nose aren't you supposed to hit it on the nose or something like that or i mean like you hear those guys it's like oh the shark had me and i punched it in its eye bullshit it tasted the pee and let you go is the only reason you're sober talking to us think about that when when somebody comes up and they're they're like their backs turned toward you and you walk up and you go like that they're like oh man you scared me they didn't punch you in the face and you could have been like a burglar or somebody that had malintent for them so you're gonna tell me that this animal that is an alpha predator comes up and grabs you and now you've got the cojones to punch it in the face yeah i don't probably not listen son you're dead (laughs) yeah and it's i mean not only that i mean you're underwater and it's pulling you underwater which means uh, going back to your point you can't breathe underwater so um and panic don't tell me that you're uh, dude a shark can take you from the top to like 50 feet down right now and that i mean 50 feet down man your ears are popping there's a lot of bad things that happen (laughs) seriously you go into a 24 foot pool and you go to the bottom of that thing you're like "Eh," like that no Rip a leg off, take you down, spin you around, and then and then figure it out. I'd rather tangle with an alligator, though, as you brought that up, than, than a shark. To be honest with you. 
They guys, got little legs. You can we're solving this right now. Don't go thing. in the water. Yeah. Yeah. The answer. Can't you hold their mouths right like an alligator? No. Can't you just hold Steve, it together? Steve and I have the answer to the whole ocean situation. You just don't, don't go do in the water. Yeah, the bull's not going to eat you, right? That was your, that's what you're bringing. Like, that it'll, eat, it'll eat your lunch, but not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. I'm going to flip you up. Hopefully, not, you know, you don't, I don't know. And the gator yeah. might take a limb, but it's probably not going to like eat your whole body or drown you. Mm, mm. Oh. I'd go bull, alligator, shark, then snake. Or, mate, I don't know. I'd go old-fashioned martini uh, tequila sunrise because I'm not going to have any part of that. No. I like how we just flat out went to like Pendleton whiskey, you know, yeah. other options besides Coors Light. You know, that wasn't no, were, this, is, Those this, were is a, this is a hard, exactly. This was a hard conversation. Enjoy our conversation with Jake Finlay. But up next, Brylan Bentley's Rodeo News of the Week. This is Brylan's Bull, the Rodeo News of the Week. Las Vegas is gearing up for one of its strongest summers in history. And if this past weekend is any indication, that's just what the city is going to get. The Centers for Disease Control announcement Thursday that vaccinated people can forego masks in most indoor settings prompted Nevada regulators on Friday to loosen the mask wearing requirements in casinos. Casinos report, most of which were green lighted to return to 100% of their capacity last week, saw huge crowds, including an influx of drive-in traffic from California and Las Vegas residents celebrating with family and friends to mark the apparent winding down of the COVID-19 pandemic. The Las Vegas Raiders 2021 NFL schedule was announced. Rodeo fans can catch the NFR and the NFL all on the same day. The Washington football team will come to town Sunday, December 5th to take on the Las Vegas Raiders in the brand new Allegiant Stadium, kicking off at 1.05 p.m. The city of Las Vegas is celebrating its 116th birthday this weekend. Las Vegas was founded in 1905, encompassing only 110 acres. Four years later, Las Vegas was also the driving force in the creation of Clark County. Today, Las Vegas is known around the world for its nightlife, gaming, entertainment, and the best resorts on the planet. But it's also grown into a sports mecca. The city tweeted, we can't wait to see what the future brings. Whatever the future brings, it will only happen here. Happy 116th birthday, Las Vegas. Road to the NFR world standing leaders and the champ is back at the top for bull riding. Here are your leaders. Bareback, Tilden Hooper, Stair Wrestling, Jacob Talley, Team Roping, Header, Eric Rogers, and Healer Peyton Bray, Saddle Bronc Rider Ryder Wright, Tie Down Shane Hanchy, Barrel Racing Shelly Morgan, Bull Riding has a familiar face back in the top spot, Sage Kinsey. And in the all around is Stetson Wright. There's only one NFR, there's only one Vegas. The Wrangler NFR is about tradition, dedication, and hard work. It brings together the best to test their skills against the top stock on the greatest stage. Records are set and gold buckles are won. Family and friends gather to share in the moment. Cheering on our champions. While embracing and celebrating our Western heritage. And Las Vegas will become yours again in 2021. 
providing a backdrop for you to gather, to entertain, to celebrate, to share all that makes us love our Western heritage. Together, there's only one FR. Hi, this is Patrick Gotch, joining you on NFR Extra. Jake Finlay is an Australian saddle bronc rider from Goodwindy, Queensland. He college rodeoed at Oklahoma Panhandle State University for Robert Epauer when he became the 2018 saddle bronc riding champion at the College National Finals Rodeo in Casper, Wyoming. Since 2017, he has come close twice to making the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, where he was ranked 17th in the PRCA World Standings in 2019 and 20th in 2020. He recently won the Ram National Circuit Finals in Kissimmee, Florida. Now, he has his eyes set on making the 2021 Wrangler NFR. RCA Saddle Bronc rider, Jake Finlay. Welcome to NFR Extra. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, yeah, man. It's uh, thank you, and it's kind of nice to be talking to rodeo athletes this time of year, opposed to last year when a lot of things were shutting down. And obviously, it's been a crazy. I mean, now that we're somewhere in what is this uh, middle of May, 365 days ago was a little different of what was going down. How has your schedule been over the past year? I mean, can you walk us through your the Jake Finlay schedule and like all the ups and downs you've been through for the past year? I guess this time last year I had to go and uh, I had to go find a job. We didn't have any rodeos to go to. Didn't get to go anything uh, till Cave Creek last year when that was our first rodeo back. So I was I was up in Canyon, Texas, carving some carving some cows out, and I didn't I didn't really want to have to get a job, but I did. And <laughs> We uh we kind of slowly got rodeos going going and and uh, we went we went from there went to a lot of rodeos we wouldn't usually go to but it all worked out yeah and now so you, all right so you you said you had to get a real job so obviously being a cowboy is just probably the best thing next to anything that you you, you love to do what about mm-hmm. you know when talk about Cape Creek a little bit man because from what I understand you had just about everybody show up to this rodeo that probably wasn't used to that how was that feeling uh, coming back or I mean, whatever you want to talk about, how, how, whatever it was, but how was that feeling being at Cave Creek about a year ago? It was just weird to be out of rodeo after not being there for quite a while. I mean, I think Cave Creek felt weird too, just because none, I don't, I've never been to Cave Creek's rodeo and a lot of guys hadn't. It was just, wasn't a hell of a lot of money added or anything, but it was finally a rodeo we got to go to. And, uh, we finally got to nod our head, get on a horse and see some buddies and have a beer with them anyway. And it was uh, just back to something familiar. Yeah. Where were you when kind of the whole shutdown happened? A lot of people were at Houston, but where were you? I was, uh, I didn't get to go to Houston due to some unfortunate events from the year before, but I was up in Canyon, Texas, I think. And, and they all, she, she kind of all just hit and, and, uh, I'm, I'm, that's where I kind of stayed. I mean, that, that all, it put me there and stuck me there. So that's where I, that's where I was at for quite a while. Prior to all of this, I want to kind of backtrack to how you possibly got involved. 2018 Saddle Bronc writing college national title. How was your collegiate rodeo experience? Uh, it was good. I, that college rodeo taught me a lot. It taught me how to how to lose, how to win. I met a lot of lot of good people through it. I credit most of my success right now is is due to college rodeo. So like whether it was Panhandle State's program or just 
college rodeo in general. I mean, it was the first fight, real finals I ever got to make. Um, kind of, kind of wet my feet at those kind of at the at the college finals and stuff, and and it taught me a lot. Taught me how to rodeo, really. Damn sure taught me how to win. Now, did you rodeo prior to college? Uh, I rode I rode Bronx in Australia a little bit, novice and junior rodeoed. I didn't really uh, I didn't really get to go to too many. I was pretty green back home. And uh, until I come over here, I was still green, real green when I got over here. And I, I didn't really get to dabble in it a hell of a lot. I had a bit of a unique situation back home. I went to boarding school and it was kind of tough to tough to get to a bunch of rodeos. And it's tough to get to rodeos anyway in Australia. They're, they're spread out so much. Um, you got to go to 12, 15 hours in a car just to go to one rodeo usually. And so it's a lot of sacrifice. And then I was in boarding school on the Gold Coast and, and it's a long way to, from the Gold Coast in Queensland to any rodeo out west that's for sure so minus the huge gaps in distance how does rodeo in Australia compare to rodeo in America uh there's there's a few different things there's mm-hmm. level of stock level of stock is huge um that level of stock back home it it uh I would it's it's just the bulls the bulls are on par but the Bronx definitely not there you're not going to get on buckers every week and and uh, you're not going to get on most user-friendly horses to learn on either it's a little tough to to get get started back home yeah got to go to a lot to get a little and uh doesn't really add up financially and uh another difference is is when you say financially it would be that to be the money back home rodeos just really don't pay back home they uh it's there's people at professional rodeo back home but i mean they'll like they'll win a title with fifteen thousand in the in their books at the end of the year and that's a long ways when you <laughs> when you go traveling right across the continent i bet they do nearly just as many miles as we do over here for maybe a third of the rodeos half the rodeos this is nfr extra and our guest today prca saddle bronc rider jake finlay we will return after the break We're back, and we don't want you to miss anything. Make NFRExperience.com your link to hear it first. You will get info on NFR events, Vegas concerts, insider tips, and more, all directly to your inbox. Just go to NFRExperience.com, verify your email address, and pick the experiences you want to hear more about. And new this year, we will send you customized announcements and special offers directly to your mobile number now and throughout the NFR. Check out NFRExperience.com for details. Looking for tickets to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo? StubHub is the official secondary and fan-to-fan site of the rodeo. Fans can buy and sell their tickets through a safe and secure online marketplace. Visit nfrexperience.com. This is Jacob Edler, world champion steer wrestler, joining you on NFR Extra. Jake Finlay is here on NFR Extra. So what about like the stock contractors? You say like, I, I mean, obviously Australia is pretty rich in cattle, but for the horse side of it, are there guys that breed horses or is it just go and gather something up and see what it does? Uh, it used to be kind of gather something up and see what it does, but not so much anymore. Nowadays, they're uh, they're breeding they're breeding a lot more. There's uh, two or three contractors back home that have really made some awesome steps forward. The Gill Brothers Rodeo Company, Gary McPhee, Rick Knutson, guys like that, they're, They've imported genetics from over here. They've bought some, a few studs and and sent them back home to cross with those Australian mares. And we're in the in the process now of trying to get some semen back home and trying to do it the right way. There's a few guys right now trying to do it the wrong way, I think. But hopefully we can get everybody on the same page and and uh, and really kick it 
kick it over there. So there's been a pile of Cowboys that have come from Australia that have definitely made their mark on the rodeo side and on professional bull riding side. But like, say those stock contractors start getting some pretty powerful horses. Are there enough guys kind of run of the mill that would be able to compete on horses like that and give a go on those horses? Or is it kind of few and far between? Uh, no, there's a run of guys that would be able to. I'm, I know it. there's a lot of good Cowboys back home. It's just see a lot of those good Cowboys drop off pretty early because they don't, ha- they don't have the horses to get on when they're young. They, they don't have the right kind of horses to get on, so they don't really want to keep rodeo on. The guys that do stay hooked with it, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll mix it with any good cowboy over here, I guarantee you that. There's a lot of them. A lot of them do come over here and then go back home. They might not come over for as long as some of us, but they come over and give it a shot. There's a, College Rodeo has helped that a lot with us. They recruit out of Australia quite a bit, and uh, it's, it's helped a lot. Where do you get your content, or how do you get – like tied into the rodeo universe here from there? I mean, what, like, what are you watching? Is it social? I mean, how does that happen? Well, I mean, we, uh, me and a, 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 there's a group of us and that kind of grew up around what we call camp drafting back home. And it's a, it's like a working cow horse type event. And there was quite a few of us back home that were all young kids riding around on horses at these horse shows. And a lot of their older brothers, they all rodeoed and, and, uh, kind of camp draft and rodeo kind of go hand in hand. And, I kind of drifted more towards the rodeo side and as a, there was kind of a little generation of us that kind of kicked it all together. There's guys like that. They've all come over and done their stint right over here. There's, and there's some of them still over here, like Tom Knight and Matthew Finks and Jamie Howlett. Jamie Howlett's over here right now. And there was a, there was a good, there was a good little crew of us that, that all tried to do it at the same time. And, and then we kind of just followed each other up. I, I kind of knew I wanted to rodeo over here from, from a young age, I guess, but I didn't really know how to go about it until the high school rodeo deal kind of drew me to it. You got hooked up with the Ep Hours, correct? Yeah, yeah. How did that come into play? Well, that, well, that comes through the high school rodeo, and I, I got initially got recruited by Craig Latham um, from, through the high school finals there in Rock Springs. I, I, uh, I didn't really know too much about college rodeo, and I knew I wanted to come come over here and rodeo, but I didn't know much about the college rodeo side. I met Craig at the at the little college day they have there at the at the high school finals, and kind of got to talking to him one year, and then come back to the high school finals the next year in Rock Springs, and got to talking to him again. Went back home. He said he really wanted me to come to school, so I come back over to the high school finals again, and uh, he recruited me. I went all the way up there to Goodwell, showed up. The Goodwell, Oklahoma, with a Bronx saddle, a gear bag, and a clothes bag, and said, "Let me in." And they they did. That's where I that's where I first met up with Robert and Danny, and uh, those guys are the guys that I credit to really sculpt me to be the bronc rider that I am. So they just took you under your wing, and it was rock and roll after that. It was a uh, the Ep, Robert Epbow's way. He doesn't really take anybody's under his wing. You kind of. I don't know how to explain it. You might be under the brim of his hat more than you're under his <laughs> wing. But he, uh, they, they've always given me a lot of support. They give anybody who wants to try. They, they'll give them, a, they'll give them a go. That's for sure. They'll, they'll always, they'll always help a guy out there. Whether you, whether you're from a rodeo background or not, whether you've been rodeoing for a long time or just started rodeoing, they'll, they'll always give someone a go. For you being a young guy and coming from Australia, did, did you know you're hanging with like? The, the the King Kong of of this sport in that area. I mean, with the Ed Bowers. I mean, or did you just kind of? I mean, you know how like fortunate you are. Best, I basically. Yeah, what I'm here. yeah, I did, I did, like I did, because back home you talk like people talk about those guys. You know that those they talk about those kind of guys always. Uh, and uh, and I watched my fair share of old NFRs, and and I think I think I had uh, quite a few NFR tapes that I 
that are more more smooth out. I'm pretty sure they're that, they're they're no good anymore. And there's there's a hole in the carpet in my, in my parents' living room for me sitting in my saddle watching those guys trying to spur away in my saddle. I knew I knew the importance of meeting those guys. I remember the first time I got to to meet Craig Latham. I was at the high school finals, and that was the first NFR buckle I ever seen, and and it, and it was real cool. I, it, was, it was something I still remember, and I I, damn, I wasn't totally oblivious to it when I showed up. I've seen a lot of kids come to school there at Goodwell and, and uh, they just think, well, Robert Etbauer is just another old codger just telling us something to do. But it, uh, it's far from that. If anything Robert says, usually he's going to say it for a reason. You are listening to NFR Extra with our guest, Jake Finlay. Let's take a quick break. NFR Extra follows Cowboys, talks to legends and country stars, and finds the stories that make up the season that leads to the annual showdown in December. Follow me, Nevada Caldwell, Brylan Bentley, and Steve Goder as we delve deep into the stories in and behind the road to gold. Listen to NFR Extra on Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM every Monday at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern, with a re-air Tuesday in the same time slot. NFR Extra, all dirt, all rodeo, all year. Hi, my name is Brent Sutton. I'm uh, with Sutton Rodeo and one of the NFR pickup men, and I'm joining you on uh, NFR Extra. Jake Finlay here on NFR Extra. What other sports, you know, we're talking about you coming from boarding school in rodeo. Was there anything else that you, as I mean, you're still a young guy, but I mean, is there anything that you did sport-wise besides rodeo growing up? Yeah, I was, uh, I was huge into my rowing. Uh, the boarding school I went to, like we, it's called a GPS school. It's a very public school, and and uh, their main sports are rugby and rowing and cricket, I guess. But rugby and rowing are definitely the main two. And I was a rower. I uh, it was a it was a seven day a week deal, even in high school. I mean, you're four thirty every morning, racing on a Saturday, and you're training fourteen sessions a week, and yet that you don't have a rest for four months of the year. It's a, it's pretty grueling and it wasn't, it, I really liked it. It was a good sport. just wasn't the sport for me. Um, I, I'm, I've always kind of been in the mind that if it's not, if it's not going to be financially lucrative, I really couldn't really couldn't care for it a hell of a lot. All my buddies did it. And, and I had quite a bit of success. I rode in, in a few Queensland teams and, and uh, set, set one Queensland title and, and whatnot. My brother and my sister both rode, my little sister rode for Australia and my brother rode for, the state of Queensland and, and uh, yeah, it was a, it was pretty, it was a pretty good deal that rowing, but at the same time, and uh, my heart in my heart, I always wanted to be a cowboy and you can't really wear a cowboy hat when you're rowing. So just didn't fit. My lungs hurt just hearing that story. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you're, are, are you from a, obviously wanting to be a cowboy? Were you from a cowboy background at all or family cowboy to ranch or anything like that? Yeah. My, my family, we, we ranch my, uh, my father, he's a grazier back home. We we raise cattle, and and uh, he's managing a feedlot right now. Just he's always been a rancher, and we've always been on the land as a family. My mother, she uh, she runs the ranch as well with my dad, and she's a grain broker with it. Um, we ra- raise a little bit of wheat and and quite a, quite a few cattle back home, and and uh, it's a it's a lot different back home ranching, but but it it is. Uh, I'm glad I got brought up that way. I don't think there's any other way to be brought up. So is that on that side of it too? Is there any roping on that sort of stuff or was it just the stock saddles and whips and I'd never swung a rope stuff? until I got to the States. Uh, no we don't have shit. horns on our saddle. We don't even have a back cinch. <laughs> God. I always forget about that. Yeah. 
I like I like horses and I like cows, but them separate, I don't like either one of them. I'm good yeah. with that. I mean, there's no point in doing anything with cows if you don't got a horse. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, we and we we were always horseback as kids. I mean, we were showing horses at those camp for us, and and uh, there was there wasn't a day that we weren't trying to get get on the back of a horse. It made it a little tough going away to school. We were seven hours from home, but, but on school holidays and whatnot, uh, my old man damn sure got us home and put us straight to work. He yeah, he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't scared to throw us on the back of anything. That was for sure. Yeah. Uh, ranching, rodeoing and rowing. I mean, as kind of a new one we've had heard here on the podcast. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit of a combination there, isn't it? I've never really <laughs> put it like that, but yeah. It's awesome. You're a good traveling buddy. Uh, I've seen the term, the Tom Brady of rodeo. You, uh, you <laughs> hang out with Chet Johnson. Does this guy, uh, what, what's it, first of all, what's it like traveling with them? And does he share any of his secrets since you're a young guy on how to like ride this out for the next 20 years for you to kind of just staying healthy and, and staying out of injuries, I guess, which is super hard to do for you guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, injuries are inevitable in this sport. I mean, it's not if, but it's when, and, uh, Chet, he's, a uh, he's, he's something else. That guy, he taught me a lot. He, uh, that 20, 2018 year, I was I was kind of riding pretty good, but I just didn't really know how to enter. And I was entering with guys that, that were a little bit underqualified. And, and I was at rodeo on a lot on my own. And, and him and Court, Shear and Tyler Corrington kind of buddied in with them. And, and they took me under their wing. But Chet especially, he, uh, that's a good way to put it, Tom Brady of rodeo, I guess. He, uh, <laughs> there isn't, there isn't a, a thing in rodeo Chet hasn't done, I, <laughs> I guess you could say. He, um, he's a he's a positive guy and, and, uh, he kind of, he kind of flows by the seat of his pants. He just, he's always having fun. There's not a, they call him smiling Chet Johnson for a reason. There's, there's not, a, there's not a day that he's not smiling. I mean, whether he's 72 points or 92 points, his smile's just the same. I've seen him get bucked off at the end of the gate and smile. And I've seen him make an awesome bronc ride and get, and smile. Like he's a, a guy wants to be a little grouchy and, and it's, and it's almost hard hard being around Chet in that retrospect, you know, he's like, come on, Chet, stop being so happy, you know, <laughs> but it's all good. It's all laughter. And, and, uh, Chet's, Chet's rodeoed with, uh, Chet's rodeoed with quite a few different guys. And, and over the years, he's learned a lot from all of them. He's rodeoed with guys like Chad Furley to, to court. I mean, there isn't a crew that he hasn't rodeoed with Roddy Hay, he rodeoed with Roddy Hay for a while. And, and, uh, it's, it's something else that Chet's career speaks for itself. Yeah, and I would imagine, I mean, you get to learn a lot about, I mean, man, there's only 15 Cowboys every year that makes that NFR, and he's been there, I think, four or five times. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's I mean, that's, uh, it's good to be around an individual that can tell you, you know, you got to keep trying at it, and just, it's got to be tough. And, he's, and, like, he's been there four or five times, yeah, but, I mean, a lot of people seem to forget that he hasn't finished lower than the top 20 for the last 20 years. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that, that right there, I mean, not everybody can be Billy and, and go to the finals for 20 years. But I mean, if you're going to, if you can't be Billy and go for the finals 20 years, it's not too bad to be Chet and be in the top 20 for 20 years. Uh, yeah. We make a, we make a pretty funny joke there in the rig that Chet's a gold card member and he's still rodeo. Oh. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty funny, but, but yeah, you'll have to bug him about that. Tell it leaves you at a gas station somewhere and see how funny that is. That's happened before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least once for everyone i think mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez, that's awesome man you are listening to nfr extra with our guest prca saddle bronc rider jake finlay let's take a quick break before we wrap up our conversation 
Greetings from Las Vegas. Hi, I'm Wayne Newton. You know, Las Vegas prides itself on entertainment and providing the best experience of all for our visitors. One of our favorite times of year, of course, is during the National Finals Rodeo. We love having all the cowboys and cowgirls in our town. Unfortunately, we're not able to host the NFR in 2020, but trust me, we're counting the days until the NFR returns in December of 2021. Now, I've been around horses my whole life. It's a great lifestyle. And there's something really special about having all the NFR fans in our town at the same time. It's something that we'll never take for granted. Now, from all of us in Las Vegas, we'll see you very soon. Our doors are always open for you. All the best to you and your families. In Las Vegas, December becomes Cowboy Town. The Wrangler National Finals Rodeo is the prize for the top contestants in the world seeking a share of the $10 million purse and the coveted gold buckle. For the fans, Las Vegas transforms into the greatest Western party in the world with the NFR experience featuring Cowboy Christmas, the Junior World Finals, nonstop entertainment, custom viewing parties, and so much more. Follow all the action at NFRexperience.com. There is only one NFR. There is only one Vegas. Joe Frost joining you on NFR Extra. NFR Extra with Jake Finley. So with the diverse background that you've got from growing up ranching and your dad throwing you on all kinds of stuff, no matter what it was, and just getting the work done to rowing to coming across the ocean to a new continent and a new country. Is there anything that under any circumstances you will absolutely not do? Oh, I don't know. I'll never get on the back of a bucking bull. Uh, I, I say that. I, I probably would. I mean, I probably would if they G'd me up enough. But I, I tell you what, I would never, ever get in front of one of those fighting bulls. Not a chance. I've stepped around wild cattle back in Australia and throwing bulls down and whatnot. But I would never get in front of one of those Mexican fighting bulls. Those BFO guys and those those bullfighting guys, I take my hat off to them. There is that. I would never, ever, you would never see me in that arena with them. Yeah. That's playing playing Russian roulette right there, man. I mean, you oh, know the gun's loaded. It's just a matter it's of when absolute, it goes I off. think it's absolutely stupid, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Well, coming from Australia, too, I can't tell you how many guys are like, snakes, no way, snakes. I'm not a big snake fan. I mean, you put me in a room with pregnant women and small children and yell snake, I'm the first one out. But mm-hmm. like Australia, you guys have got some no-joke reptiles over there. Yeah, I mean – uh, hell, when we were kids, every time you leave that, when we were little kids, leaving the front door, going outside to mess about, it's a broken record that Janine Finlay's like, watch for snakes, watch for snakes. You know, you're always looking, even as kids, you're always keep scanning your eyes on the ground looking for a snake. Them, these snakes back home, they are, uh, they don't, they don't rattle at you when they're, when they're sitting underneath mm. you though. Uh. <laughs> They'll kind of rear up to you and follow you around a little bit oh god no way <laughs> no thank you i'm out i'm out <laughs> definitely done fighting bull all day long yep yeah uh, i'd i would rather i would pick up australia's deadliest snake before i would get into oh. get in with one of those fighting bulls 110 cent hands down no doubt about it <laughs> mm. um 
we can take two chairs and sit in the fighting arena together, Steve. He can go deal with the snake for us. There oh, you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, have at it. All right. We're going to play a true or false about Australia today. Okay, go on. First one. Each year, Brisbane hosts the World Championship of Cockroach Racing. False. True. Cockroach racing is a club gambling activity which started in 1982 at the Story Bridge Hotel in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. The event. I've been to the, I've been to the Story Hotel quite a few times, and uh, I've never heard about any cockroach racing. But I guess you learn something new <laughs> yeah. every day. The event is held on January 26th on Australia Day, and yep. it's apparently called Australia Day Cockroach Racing. Huh. I didn't know that. <laughs> Number two, Australia yeah. was the second country in the world to give women the right to vote in 1902. True. True. Number three, an Australian man once tried to sell New Zealand on eBay. True. That is true. On May I bet, they, I bet no one tried to buy it either. <laughs> so it started at one cent and then had risen to $3,000 before eBay closed the auction. <laughs> Number four, Australia has more squirrels than ev- any other continent on the planet. False. That is false. But apparently there was squirrels brought over there from New York Central Park into Melbourne in 1880 and then again to Balrett in 1937, but they have since gone extinct. Uh, where was the second one? Into Ballarat? Yes, 1937. Yep. Huh. Yeah, no, I think the snakes would be a little hard on those squirrels. Ah. Yeah. Touche. Yeah. Last one. There have been many instances of wallabies getting high after breaking into opium crops, then running around and making what looks like crop circles, like the science fiction thriller Signs. True, I guess. It's true. Um, Wallabies have been creating crop circles in Australia after getting high as a kite from eating legally grown opium poppy fields, the marsupials have been breaking into fields in mm. Tasmania, the world's largest producer of legally grown opium for pharmaceutical marketing. Well, that learned, last learned, one, learned she quite a bit on this podcast. Yeah, that last one though, she kind of led you into like, is like, is that a question? I mean, <laughs> yeah. she, she kind of led you. Like, yeah, I was waiting for the punch on that one. Yeah, dude, that's the difference between like, I guess how arrogant Americans are and other, you know, people from other countries. <laughs> that's, uh, I'm glad you said that because I can't really say that. <laughs> yeah. You're in America, you can say whatever you want unless you offend somebody. Yeah, I know, I know, unless, you're, unless you're not American. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Valid point oh. again. Yes, absolutely. He still sounds better than any of us. So, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. Jake, that's it, man. This was uh, fantastic having you on, man. It was uh, good times, dude. Um, no, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me, and I really appreciate it. We want to give a thousand thanks to Jake Finlay for visiting us on NFR Extra. Want to experience more of NFR? Then visit nfrexperience.com. And we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you're listening right now. If you like what you've heard on NFR Extra, we would love it if you gave us a big five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe. NFR Extra. All dirt. All rodeo. All year. Gotta make it out to Vegas, where the big boys roam, with the rovers and the racers and the bulls and the brothers.
to skin-tight ringers and the cowboy 